know when it's my turn. Can we ever do a fuse? Of course. Hey, everybody. Dave and Jeff. Is it us? This is us. It is August 9th, 2021. I want to apologize to Steve Woods. Why? Because. <laughs> Why? Did you go back and listen to it? It's that? funny you say oh, that. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, and if you didn't hear the last show, I recommend you go back because we have received more comments about the first 11 minutes of that show. Oh, my God. Were people's favorite. Favorite? favorite. Do you not have friends, you sick bastards? <laughs> Encouraging that kind of behavior? You know who I didn't hear from was Paul. I thought right. Paul took some beatings. Uh, we supported Paul. We did, but we pointed to the fact that he was constantly driving around sad, delivering weed. Hitting the heavy bag. <laughs> yelling at Megan when she told him to turn his wrist. I just listened to that. I'm like, I don't know why anybody would even talk to us. I enjoyed it a lot. Yes. I did cringe a lot. <laughs> and then... Uh, Woods, and Woods didn't work the next day. I guess he was sick. Well, this was the great thing. <laughs> he, uh, if you were... Steve texted us. And he said, uh, I'm on my deathbed. So I wrote him back. Well, are you at home or at the ICU? Because it's two major things. Yes. If you're at home on a, or if you're at the ICU on a ventilator, um, then I'm incredibly embarrassed. And I'm probably telling Dave to pull that show down. He says, <laughs> he says, no, I'm at home. I'm just struggling. And about 10 minutes after that, there's pictures of Hannah and Taylor Man, these two are just having the best time. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Isn't my boy in the other room? Apparently on Dust's doorstep? Come on, Taylor, smile with mom. You got it. Let's take 17 different pictures. Uh, and then, so we're driving around in the car, and I'm with my sons, and I go, I got to hear this thing. Because I go, I think we picked on Steve a lot. Yeah. So they loved it. And then about an hour later, my boy Steve Woods sends a hundred bucks to the Helix Football Fundraiser. He did. He's son of a bitch, right? He did. That's cool. Fucking guy's the greatest. Listens to our bullshit and then throws money in so my dopey kids can play football. And uh, we got a thing today. I wanted to thank everybody. A bunch of you, uh, Brian Curry, Dan Williams, Aaron Creasy. Uh, my buddy Jimmy Hughes, Patreon subscriber, Stevie Woods. Right now, is Dave, you know better than anybody, coaching at Benita Vista. Right now yeah. with insurance and everything else, the cost of high school sports is going crazy. Crazy. And, and it's tough, man. And the coaches are out there and they're trying to raise money. So we sent a little thing out because Helix is doing it. My sons are a part of it. And right now for Helix, they've already since Friday raised $27,000 wow. in their fundraiser, 14000 of which has come from the freshman team. Close to, I, I think they're over 50%. And your buddies, the Jerky Brothers, Jack and Cade, are in the top oh. three. Your buddies are in the top three of the entire program fundraising. Yeah. Not, not just for the freshman team. Freshman, JV, varsity, uh, Jack and Kate are in the top three for total fundraising. And it's thanks to everybody that has jumped in and helped out. And I, uh, I sure appreciate it. And it was really fun, Dave. I know you guys have to do it. 
I was, what, we don't get close to that, though. That's what's uh, awesome. I mean, here's the deal. I love the fact that the freshman kids are in. That means it shows you the parents are excited about it. The yep. players are excited. The people that want to support those kids at that level are excited about it. Usually what you'll find at most high schools is they'll go, ah, we've already done it for three years. Seniors are the ones that lax. And, oh, and then you sit there and go, come on. You know, we all need help here. Yeah. It is tough. It doesn't go to coaches. It goes no. to, to the kids and the, all the equipment, especially football, which is the oh. most expensive high school sport. Yeah, the insurance to cover it and yep. all of it. And like I said, email went out today to all the parents saying, hey, thank you. We're getting there. Um, I mean, like I said, they play East Lake on Friday in a scrimmage, which will be fun. Yeah. But Mira Mesa doesn't have a freshman program. That bums me out. Worked in Mira Mesa for a long time. I worked two minutes from Mira Mesa High School. So fun to be over there on Friday nights with the lights and and. The idea that they don't have enough freshman kids in, and I know there's other high schools around town that are no longer supporting freshman football, and that bums me out. So we're, we're just doing our part, and, uh, and like I said, it went out to all of the parents today, but a lot of the people who support us and support this show have jumped in, uh, whether you've met Jack and Kate or just heard about them, but it was really fun last night because we are just hanging out and I was going through and saying, hey, Brian Curry, Dan Williams, uh, James Hughes, Stevie Woods, yeah. Aaron Creasy, and and a handful of others uh, have jumped in. And, made, and they were like, whoa, that's great. So trust me, um, my sons thank all of you individually, and it's really, really great. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It was cool. You know, one of the things, actually, I want to bring it up right now is that we do with Jake's Projects, which we started for, you know, in memory of my son, Jake. And, uh, you know, Jeff and I were saying, you know, let's get something going for the idea of helping kids who can't afford to play sports. This is the exact same thing. Now, we aren't going to sit there and fund a whole high school football team. But at no. the same time, there are plenty of families out there. I noticed yep. I saw pictures of your boys and they got the brand new Nikes and everything else. Football yep. shoes are expensive. There are they things are. that are very expensive to keep kids healthy and the ability to play. Don't let money get in the way of your son not participating or your daughter not participating yeah. in a sport. So if you go to jakesprojects.org. That is a great time right now for you to apply for anything we can oh, help you out with. I love that because I'll tell you, just for my kids, football shoes, but the kids are responsible for buying the the girdles, Dave, which are all the pads. kind of 50 like, bucks each, 65 yep, bucks each. Yep. And then over the weekend, everybody needs the, the chest pad yeah. that you and I never oh, use. Fuck no. But everybody's playing them. Yeah. And those are probably another 40 to 50 bucks. Then you look because everybody's got to know the plays. Um, the wristbands, the yep. quarterback wristbands are about seven or eight bucks. And yeah, that gets tough for parents. I like that a lot. I, I would like that if, um, and you know, sometimes it, it's tough to reach out and say, hey, I need help. My, my kids are playing. I need help. Please don't, please don't be embarrassed. No. That's what uh, Jake would want us to be doing. That was the reason why we set it up. And uh, we'd be really, really stoked. We'd be because, yeah, we're, we're lucky. And like I said, we're, we're grinding, trying to get some more money for Helix. But if you're an individual kid, gloves and all that kind of stuff, man, yeah, for a kid, it's probably 150 bucks. Um, and it could be a lot for a lot of, for a lot of families. I was, yeah. it's funny. I had a single mom come up to me recently and she asked about me. And so absolutely right. Asked Thank for your you. number and then said, can you help me? 
And yeah. of course, we never let money ever get in the way. But here's the situation. Absolutely. This is why we did it. So if you find yourself in that situation, I recommend you go to the website, jegsprojects.org, and, and apply for it. Because uh, we review it as a board. Jeff and I obviously are board members, but we have a, a big board, and, and we're happy to help when we can. Well, and here's the other thing, too, Dave. Let's let's expand that out. It's not only for football, right? Yes. Basketball, we get a little better because we're only looking for shoes. But we don't want your kids going out there in the shoes that Dave grew up in. Uh, that's the way you get beat up. Um, if anybody's playing hockey, I don't know if anybody's playing hockey at the Croc Center, but um, that's expensive. Football is expensive. Uh, we will not support polo. Sorry, we're just bored by that. <laughs> we aren't buying horses. We're not buying horses. That's boring. But it is open, obviously, to female sports. So I, I know, obviously, oh, absolutely. Jeff and I have boys, but we understand there, there are tons of girls out there that Field play. hockey. Um, basketball, softball, doesn't matter. Whatever you're playing, uh, we'd love to uh, to help you out. Look at our buddy Scotty Marshall living big right there. <laughs> Look at him. Why is he so grouchy? Those are pretty good seats by him. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, thank you to everybody. And, and as Dave said, drop us an email. Usually, we like to celebrate you and everybody else, but we'll keep it completely on exactly the down right. low. Unless you're like, hey, mention it. But, no, we're – and or – if you have friends or family that could use that help, we prefer that it's in San Diego yep. County, wouldn't we, Dave? Well, we, right now, yes. Right now, we would prefer San Diego County. And again, if, if you're one of those people that are listening and your kids are, are done playing, but you understand exactly what we're talking about, feel free to donate as well. Yeah. It's going to help another family. None of this money goes to us. It's a nonprofit. No. Um, we just we, we take out a little bit for weed. No, we don't. <laughs> Chili's five times a week. <laughs> That's uh, great. We have a bottle service brought in every night, but we've managed that. No, it's not true. No, we're and we're a licensed five hundred one three C. Exactly. So anything you send, we can send you the tax ID number. You can claim it at the end of the year. It's a it's a complete nonprofit, and uh, and it's great. So yeah, we'll be happy to help. All right. So a lot of people. One of the things, obviously, you talked about Woods to start the show. People enjoyed the last show, but they also loved the football talk. Everything oh. from what Cade was nervous about. So people want to know the answer. So what happened as far as their first, you know, going against the offense kind of so, a deal? So great. It was so fun. I swear, Dave, it was so fun for us to just go out there. I was out there with their mom. And uh, first I had to yell at her. So then she got her feelings hurt. For what? Because she's down on the fence trying to talk to him. Oh, no. Woman! Ah, get out of here! And... Uh, I said, if a coach sees them talking, yeah. that's either goal line, goal line, oh, yeah. or suicides or something. Knock Coaches it off. Hate that. Yeah, which would have been a chunky soup commercial. Yeah, so I, right, right. <laughs> so I told the coach afterwards, I go, hey, you got me in a little heat. Guy yelled at mom, get your ass out of there. He's rolling, right? I go, we don't do that. We respect the coaches. We respect the process. She'll figure it out. He goes, that's fantastic. <laughs> He's dying. But there was a kid with sideline on, a helmet off on the sideline. I'm not going to tease any of these kids. I, usually, I'm, I'm, they're, all, they're all such great kids. But the rule is helmets on Always. on the sideline. So scrimmage gets over. They're running hashes. So I said to him, I go, look, man, now you guys went out. You played your ass off. And now you're running because guys are fucking around. Dude, first play from scrimmage, uh, freshman on offense, they call uh, play action. 
Fucking kids wide open, hits him right in his hands, and he dropped it. Oh, no. I thought you were going to oh. say they scored against no. the TV. Damn it. Dave, I, and it was just like that. I'm just, oh, I'm screaming. And so I saw the coaches after. I was like, damn, that first play. And they were like, oh, man. But that's why you play scrimmages, right? Yes. You, you do it. So um, it was great. And so JV kids are pretty big, man. Yeah. JV kids are pretty big. But I, it's just... You get it better than anybody coaching at Benita Vista. You're into it for all of the kids. Yes. And I don't know all of them. I only know probably five or six of them. But, man, I'm watching You'll these. Normal. Yeah. I'm watching these kids, and they're making plays in the whole thing. And I just, I just absolutely had a blast for them. They got out on the field, and it was great. So we go to dinner. Afterwards, Cade was fine. Good. You know, Did coach, it get yelled at? Other kids are getting yelled at because you're missing yeah. your coverage, the whole thing. And that's why I said to him, I go, dude, that's coaches are just the Helix coaches, man. They're dynamite because you're coaching. Yeah. And, uh, but I just tell you, and I know Brian gets it, Dave. I know you get it. And I know parents get it. It wasn't that long ago that these guys, it was all about Star Wars, boring. Harry Potter, boring. Jesus Christ, nobody cares. And now, because Jack's playing corner, Kate's playing safety, we're going to get a bite to eat afterwards, and they're talking coverages. And it's just, for me, neither guy started. I go, who gives a shit? Yeah, who cares? You got out. Each guy played 20, yeah. 25 plays. I go, I couldn't give less of a shit. Yeah. You got out. You played. You had fun. You, you, You're part of a team. That's it. That's what I said. I go, dude, for me, yes. When you guys get on the field, it's great. But I said, I'm watching your buddies make plays. And uh, and I'm watching kids that I know on the JV make plays. And it was great. And so, yeah, I think, I got to be honest. I think for the first couple of weeks, they were not really sure. Like, I'm like, hey, you digging it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm digging it. And we get in the car on Saturday, and they're like, okay, <laughs> we're in for JV. We're in. We're going to do this all four years. Because I said, what changed? And they said, oh, playing the game. Yes. And I said, tell me about the adrenaline. Oh, man. They go, you get out there. I go, it's flying, right? Oh, yeah, it's flying. And I said, well, just wait. Wait till it's Eastlake on Friday or Christian. And so they love all of our buddies. Uh, Maddie keeps telling me the whole city's Duck in Monta Vista is my, <laughs> my, my, my favorite line. Uh, but Nick Albert, uh, Pop, because I said, you know, if the Granite Hills football team lays down as easy as the girls do, that's a win. What? And so, yeah, I take all the guys that are in, and, and they're just, they're having a blast, dude. It was just, and, and it 100% is a tribute to the guys that put the time in coaching those kids. I yeah. can't say enough about it, Dave, for what, you do at Benita Vista, and for what the football coaches do at Helix, uh, I said to my sons before the first practice, I said, these guys will be an incredibly big impact on your life. Yep. And I'm already seeing it. And I just, I'm so indebted to those guys who are Raider fans. They have been fans of this show that I didn't know. And uh, it's just been great. And I just thank them 
for what they've done for my sons yeah. and, and the kids that I'm buddies with. It's really, really cool to watch. You know, I'm glad that they said that about the game because we've all been through football where you're going, fuck, man, this is a grind. Yeah. And you sit there, especially freshman year is great because you play on Thursdays. Yeah. So really, you're only asked to practice three days a week. Yeah. You, you know, you're only going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, game on Thursday. You get, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and then yeah. you're back at it. The season's over before you know it. But once yeah. you get into the routine of the games, you're going, okay, it's worth the three practices for the games. Yeah. And then come, you know, varsity football or JV football, then you get that extra uh, practice uh-huh. in there. But the Thursday practices in high school are always fun as hell. Yeah, it's usually just yeah, shells. It is. Goofing it, around. It's always a good time. And usually yeah. you have a team Walk dinner through. and all yeah. that stuff. And dude, the fact that they're part of a team, you know, is awesome also the fact that you're going to a school that's a powerhouse yeah i mean they're they, they aren't going to monta vista no and they grew up in that dis <laughs> son of a bitch. i keep asking everybody who says uh you guys are ducking us I'm like yeah man isn't everybody hey you guys still playing eight man <laughs> no asshole we play 11. Oh, okay i don't know a little farm school playing eight man football um but yeah you see it and, and it's just, it's watching at the end when 50 kids are, are streaming out all different nationalities, yeah. different size, different shapes, and everybody, it's fist bumps, it's the quick bro hug, it's all those yeah. different things, and your kids are in the middle of it, man. It's nice because it, it's making their high school experience. And then one of the coaches today, a guy named uh, Ted, Coach Ted, he did a thing today at 7.30 in the morning and he calls it a TED Talk. And he went in and just shared stories about his life and gets guys going. And this guy, Dave, my son sends me a video. He's the running backs coach. And he's in front of the whole group. And he's singing and kind of doing like a little dance. And I go, son of a bitch. Can you, Dave, let me ask you, for Benita Vista or any team you've coached, if I gave you how much money, me and Flugs kick in, how much is it going to take me to get you to sing in front of your team? Never. This fucking guy stands in front, and I said to my son, I go, this is great. Yeah. And he goes, I go, you digging this? He goes, it's incredible. It's awesome. And they had the best time, and it's a team bonding, yeah. non-football, just talking about things. And Coach Ted hosted twice a week, and there were about 35 kids, and I said to my son, uh, how many non-players were in there? He goes, no, it was every guy. It was guys from the team. And he said, yeah, we were we were kind of team bonding with JV and varsity. And look, I, I get it. Sports aren't for everybody. That's cool. But when you're going through that part of your life, you'll probably kill me if I share this next story. Um, to me as a parent, I like that they're part of that. I, yeah. they, they described it that they have about 40 brothers that are looking out for yes. them. And listen, man, drugs are a real thing. Alcohol is a real thing. Fentanyl, we saw that yep. San Diego Sheriff guy the other day. We know Jake's story. Dude, there's a lot of challenges out there as, as the time that mom and I spend with them starts to narrow down. And I love the fact that they have a lot of guys that are out there making sure. And that Jack and Kate will do the same going back the other way. Uh, keeping guys on the on the straight path that means a lot you know i always worry about the high school people because everybody knows that it's only four years of your life but it's the four years you'll always remember 
Yeah. And the people that you run into that tell you that they just hated every minute of high school, they never yeah. found a group. They never found that, whether it's football or ASB or anything to be part of, yeah. to feel like they had something to get up and go to school for outside of the education part. It's, it's a grind. I just was reading this thing. God damn. I, re- I was reading it last night, and I can't remember who said it. But it was such an incredible quote, and I, god damn, I cannot remember what I was reading. But the, the gentleman said, starting a sentence with remember when yeah. is the lowest form of conversation. Yeah. Tony Soprano used it on the he's, show. Oh, that's who it was. Was it? <laughs> David to... Chase said it. Yeah. D- that's exactly who it is, Dave. <laughs> David Chase said it. I was reading the thing about David Chase, and he said he dropped that line in. He did. Yes. That God damn. Okay, you're the legend right now because it would have bugged the shit out of me. Yes. And you read that and you go, fuck. That's pretty wild, right? We all know those guys. Yes. We all know those guys. I tell you, I'm really grateful my son's not one of those. That's what yeah. It's kind of one of the reasons he moved away is yeah. because he's, and nothing's ever bad. And, no. and it's always a compliment meant to him, but he hates talking high school sports. He, yeah, ha- well, he hates, shit. hates talking Alabama? about what was in the past. The Alabama thing, he loves talking Nick Saban or talking about one of his teammates. Yeah. Because he knows there are a lot of questions there. Like, he said he learned a ton from Nick Saban. Like, yeah. every, every single day. He goes, I learned something. Now, he didn't. There were certain coaches. He wasn't a Lane Kiffin guy. I, won't, I mean, no reason to yeah. hide it. He didn't like Lane. He liked Sarkeesian a lot, you know, but he wasn't, wasn't a, a Lane Kiffin guy. But he learned something. Like, life experiences stuff. Like, you were talking about your son's learning from the coaches they're getting yeah. from Helix right now. There's stuff they're going to take away that's going to remember when they're older. But he, he's not a guy that likes to hear, hey, remember when you did this? And remember when? And he goes, yeah, I was there. I lived it. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to move on. Yeah. But that's what he was getting almost every time he went out in the community. I, I, my takeaway from that was I enjoyed it. Um, I love that sentence. But I look at it and go, listen, if, if you're starting your sentences that way because that's as far as the journey went, yeah. then that's sad. If you've been lucky enough to check a few boxes since that time, yeah, but you happen to be in a room where some people had some laughs together, yeah, it's different. But yeah, I read that line yesterday. It was great. Um, I'll probably get killed for saying this, but the funniest shit. I mean, we all deal with this shit as parents, right? So they had football physicals, but then they had regular physicals today. So their mom calls me, and she's dying. And she goes, first, they were bitching about it, that they had to go. And uh, she goes, look, you know, you've got that, but we do it every year. It's important to me. It's important to your dad. So they go and they get shots, you know, a couple of vaccines and anything else. They're already vaccinated for uh, for COVID. And then they, um, God damn, I got to be careful how I word this because you fuckers <laughs> narc me out all the time. And... Uh, so then they have to go through the rest. So they separate, you know, the, the, they go, hey, we're going to separate you guys because we know how you are. Like the Hatfields and the McCoys, right? Anything you have on the other one. And so their mom says, like she's bouncing from room to room. And she goes, hey, you know, I'm just wondering, everything going fine? And the doctor says, uh, yeah. Everything's moving around fine, and their uh, testicles are growing, so they're good. And my one son goes, Jesus Christ. Seriously? He looks at the doctor. He goes, seriously? To my mom? 
And she's like, well, at least he didn't say, hey, show your mom. (laughs) Funniest shit ever. I'm dying. And then uh, the other brother comes in. Listen to what this guy just did to me in front of mom. So, (laughs) So if you're a doctor out there. Maybe understand 13-year-old kids don't need you telling their mom, hey, yeah. his nuts are growing like a maniac. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, he lost his mind. She goes, the other one's next door. What? Jesus, come on. Screaming at the doctor. What the hell? What was that? Couldn't you just said everything's going along fine? God dang it. So, uh. Yes, I've been laughing about that for about two. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, well, whose kids are they? Never <laughs> happened to me. That's, that's great. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad everything is going as planned. So you said their their first scrimmage is, is against Friday. You? Friday? Eastlake. Eastlake. Is it here or is it at Helix? No, it's at Helix. Okay. So that's kind of the weird thing. Like their first four games are at home and, and then... Um, but, you know, I think the other thing, too, Dave, and, and I think for everybody, right? When is the last time you went out to a, a Friday night game? I haven't been to a Friday high school game in a few years. A few yeah. years. I mean, even before COVID. Usually, the, the kids in the neighborhood that will say, hey, I'm playing. And so, I'll yeah. go. I'll try and go ahead and support them. Yeah. Um, God, it's been, it's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. I did say I have a kid on my baseball team who's a senior who said, I'm thinking about playing football for the first time. I can, wow. I can, you should. You're the fastest kid in the school. Yeah. And he goes, what do you th- think? And I was like, dude, you should do it. Experience yeah. it. I right. worry about it, his health because Benita's in the process of trying to build her program. And sure. they're behind. And I, I don't want the kid getting, <laughs> getting yeah. hurt. You know what I mean? He's, he's obviously running the ball. But I said, go ahead and do it. they got great coaches over there. And they're trying to build the program. And if they're asking you to play, yeah. you should play. You only get one chance to do this. I think that's... Uh... I think that's the important thing, though, too, right, is learning how to hit. Dude, it's the most important thing. And I, learning how to get hit. Yes. And, and well, I, God, man, I tell people all the time about the learning how to hit stuff because I watch youth uh, football. No one that does. Look, if your kid's eight years old, he's playing youth football, fantastic. I'll tell you this, though. Watch your coaches and ask them. Right. Did they ever teach you how to basically get hit and how to yeah. hit? Because the trick is. You got to see what you hit. Yeah. And as soon as you put your head down, your spine Oof. doesn't go anywhere. That's how you get paralyzed. Yeah. And it, and it always makes me nervous that coaches don't teach it the right way. Well, Helix coaches, what I've seen. Yeah, high school level, they will. Yeah, they'll I, yank you off the field. Yeah. Even if they're watching. They just don't. Because w- when you and I played, we always dropped our head. Oh, yeah. Because a lot it's of times scary. you're exhausted. A lot of times you figure, well, I can protect myself best with my helmet. But dude, you, when you realize well, you're looking spine for that injuries, big hit, oh my yeah, we all wanted to be right. Rodney Harrison yeah. kind of guys, you know. We all wanted to to knock somebody out, yeah. But um, but that was the thing for them, right? Because yeah. they start thinking about it, and we just kept saying, you know, head up, shoulder, right yeah. shoulder into the numbers, yeah. And so, uh, you know, they hit a guy, JV wide receiver, just manhandles Jack, shoves him out of the way. I'm dying. But he scrambles back up, the whole thing, and he's good. So we were talking about it afterwards. I go, hey, what would you think? They're like, they go, yeah, it was definitely in our head. I go, it's in everybody's head. Yeah, I a go, year ago, that kid was manhandled by a kid that was bigger yeah. than Yeah, and I go, dude, next year in JV, you'll be thinking about it. Everybody that you and I always talked to at State or Chargers, yeah. 
always said the first thing. Until you get hit the first time, you're thinking about it. And then you get hit, you go, oh, yeah, you're fine. But, um, but yeah, it was cool, man. So, no, I just think for, for all the programs out there, our, our pal Dylan Curry is going to be quarterback at Poway yeah. this year. So excited for him. And, uh, and that's the other thing. Like, I'm watching the, the JV kids. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was the same. But you forget just how good these kids are. Throwing and throwing slant patterns and throwing, you know, the deep ball and everything else. You go, God, that's really cool. So, yeah, that makes it even more fun. No, it's, it's, it is. It's a great time. It'll be, uh, it'll be exciting. Here, here's a question because I, I was terrible at it. I sucked in practice as a defensive player. I, yeah. could, I could not hit my friends every day. Like, I couldn't get mad every day and hit my friends. Mm. But on Friday, I could hit because yeah. I didn't know those assholes. They were wearing no. a different uniform. And so, uh, I finally get so so pissed at me. The coaches, you're just going to be an offensive guy. Because <laughs> they hated the way I played defense. And I, wouldn't, I didn't blame them. But I was a game day guy on defense. I had to hate the guy I was hitting. Whereas I couldn't, the guy sitting next to me in algebra. Yeah. I, I couldn't light, light him up on a Tuesday. Nobody had that problem at San Diego. We were just, <laughs> we were just shit. We didn't care. We didn't hit anybody. But the guy that I was, and, and I, I want to be careful how I word this. I say cracking up about because it's it's scrimmage. You're, yeah. This is where you go. But they're like, okay, we're gonna do a kickoff drill. And I this had to be JV. Might have even been the varsity team. Might have been varsity. They were out on. Doesn't matter. So the guy kicking off, I'm, I was like watching, right? Because high school kids, sometimes there's dudes that can kick pretty well. The kid from Helix gets his leg into it pretty good. And the return guy lined up. He's ready to go. David hits right like where the laces would be of the shoulder pads right in the front, like yeah. your sternum. Dude just bounces like in the air, like 18 yards right back in the, uh, right back to the defensive team, like to the kickoff team. I'm like, holy shit, somebody's going to catch that on the fly. Now, if it's Helix kicking off, you're like, that's six points, good guy. Yeah. But that's also the Helix guy returning. <laughs> so that could be six points, bad guy. They're like, oh, damn. But I've, I've never, you've seen guys, right? We've seen it in every level. Guys muff the return. Yeah. Just hit the kid square in, in the, the heart. <laughs> yeah, like in the sternum and just bounced right back like the jugs gun right in the air. I was like, shit, catch that thing. And coaches just, you know, did their thing. Just moved on there. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's <laughs> change that kid out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, funny. um, but really fun. I, I can't tell you. I mean, we went to a couple of Josh's games. Yeah. I haven't been to a high school game since, really? since that. And so, um, we won't be able to, working in Carlsbad, I won't be able to get down to La Mesa to pick them up and then get them to uh, St. Augie or, or whatever. Don't they take buses? No, but I was saying uh, we want to go out and support um, the varsity team. Oh. So we'll go out and support them as many games as we can. But, yeah, I just uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And, and I just said it. it's a full credit to the guys that are on that coaching staff, man. They, they're really, really good. And, man, they make it fun for the kids. Because I, 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 it made me think of this. And we've talked about this with Jake's Projects donating back to little leagues. Yeah. And I'll say this, I'll never give a fucking dime. We will not give a dime as a board to Rolando Little League, ever. Fuck it. Couldn't give less of a shit. Um, because they ruined baseball for my kids. 
And my kids played hockey. They played basketball. They're playing football at Helix. Um, and they love it all. They're going to play basketball at Helix. They, they may circle back and try out for baseball. But I said, you haven't played baseball since you were a kid. Manage your expectations. It's a little different. But Rolando Little League, man, my kids loved the first coaches they had. Coach Tony and Coach D, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then the next coach they had when they were playing in caps, I started benching kids for like three innings a game. And my sons are like, this is boring. I'm out. And they never went back to baseball. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, Rolando Little League knows what your coaches are doing. You know what they're, and you fucking ruin the game. So I don't know, wherever we go, I'll, I'll donate whatever money we donate to Hamul Little League or anybody else. <laughs> Fuck, I donate to Tory Pines before I'll donate to Rolando Little League. We won't give those fuckers a nickel. Because how many other families where you have a dipshit coach when these kids are six or seven um, thinks you're goddamn Tony La Russa? <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be happy to support Little Leagues, too. And, and, and I like, Dave, what you said. I really like your idea of supporting kids. But don't fucking email me if you play at Rolando Little League because I'm not. <laughs> I, fuck it. Fuck those guys, too. Fucking morons. So For everybody. They did. So I'm sorry. If your kid's playing at Rolando Little League, maybe we can put in a transfer <laughs> and uh, we can get you somewhere else and we'll figure it out. Move them over to Fletcher Hills. Yeah, then we're <laughs> look at that. look at you. Yeah, you get the Fletcher Hill shit. I'm not buying you a pack of fucking big league chew if you play at Rolando Little League. <laughs> Fuck it. Anywhere else, we got you covered. Oh Even if goodness. you're in Malibu Little League, yeah. right? Or or Rancho Santa Fe Little League, and you're bummed out because your diamond encrusted 17 necklace isn't fitting. We'll fix that for you. <laughs> Did um, you and I have the Padre game on right now? And so Padre baseball, I didn't see hardly any of it this mm -hmm. weekend. I was out of town. I just got back a couple hours ago. But when he, um, the, the Padres, as we talked about the schedule, taking care of business against the Diamondbacks, taking two out of three against the Diamondbacks, you have the Marlins. You want to take at least two out of three. Hopefully mm -hmm. it's a sweep, right? I think it's a three-game series. Am I wrong? There's a four-game so. series. Okay. And then um, you, you look at different things. Like you go, okay, can we, can we say this is a good move? Blake Snell, yeah. last two outings, yeah. did very well. Are you changing your mind on Blake Snell right now? I thought the funniest shit about Blake Snell is he said he changed his whole game plan because Machado told him you're too goddamn slow. I remember we said that. Yeah. Dude, oh. way too slow. And, and dude, that's what, uh, that's what a leader does. Yeah. Call a guy out. Defenders hate it. They hate having a slow pitcher on the mound. Yeah. And, Look, and we man. don't mean throwing the ball slow. We mean between every pitch takes fucking forever. The, the, Incredibly good performance by Snell yesterday. And, and Dave, you know, right? I mean, we've talked about different guys that you look at. You go, their head's just not in it. We've said a thousand times here the last couple of weeks. It has to be a mental thing. There has to be the guy who pitched in the World Series. That was a couple of months ago. It's not like we're talking about a guy who pitched effectively in 2011. And he just couldn't figure it out. Look, it was great. The problem with Snell has been the entire year is that he tickles your nuts with a feather. He shows you that shit, and it's been tough for him to be consistent. But I thought what he said today when he talked. Now, I wonder if I'm Caratini. 
how I take this. Because he was very quick to point out the relationship working with Nola. Yeah. And saying Nola put uh, his fingers down and I threw the pitch. And, man, we had such strong communication. I felt like we were on the same page the whole time. Right? And I'm reading all that, and I'm like, if I'm Caratini, who called the no-hitter yeah. with Musgrove, had been part of pretty good success with Darvish. Dave, if you're the catcher, do you just block that out and go, hey, for whatever reason, he and I couldn't quite find the sink, but uh, but I'm glad that he these two guys are working, or do you take a little bit of it uh, personally? No, you take it personally. 100% you do. So huh. any pitcher, though, that says, I didn't have success because of a catcher, that's a bunch of shit. You, because you're responsible for every pitch you throw. You, yeah. shake, you shake them off. Now, at the same time, he might call every pitch that, that he um, wants, but he has to go through the process of shaking them off, which takes time to obviously Machado's going, dude, just throw the fucking ball already. Yeah, let's I'm go. I'm tired of being in a ready position with my knees bent. Yeah. Waiting for you to fucking fire it. But it's... Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> but... Um, safe. He is. I think Adam Frazier is safe right there. So he... Uh, but but when he goes to that, yeah, when you're the catcher, you want to be the everyday guy. I mean, here's the deal. Austin Barnes catches Kershaw. Yeah. I guarantee you, Will Smith's like, I want to catch the Hall of Famer. Yeah. I want to be that guy. Yeah. And, and of course, the Dodgers would rather have the better offensive bat combined, but Clinton Kershaw prefers Austin yeah. Barnes as his guy. It was interesting that Will Smith caught Scherzer's first game. Oh, wow. And uh, Scherzer says, that we, we, it, took us, it took us a little bit of time. We got on the same page to let, let him know what I was doing, what I wanted to do. And he said it because I've never thrown my curveball more in, in my whole career than I did when Will Smith was catching me. But he goes, it worked out for the most part. Nice. But it, it, and it, what I'm saying is every catcher wants to be considered a great game caller. Yeah. More so than it going two for yeah. four. They'd rather have the pitcher throw seven shutout innings. Yeah. So pretty cool. So um, I just think uh, I think Snell's one of the more likable guys on this team. Um, so I think um, you're definitely... I mean, you need him. It's, you do need him. You need him to be great. But he has been, since the day he got here, he's just been such an engaging, likable guy that, yeah, I mean, there's no question uh, this fan base is definitely cheering for him. And then to say, ah, bullshit. Um, and then, just talking about Frazier getting thrown at him. I kind of thought from the one angle, it looked like he might have had him. So oh, fuck. Sit down, Jace. Um, now I fucking lost my train of thought because it was fuck faces. Talking about Snell. Oh, yeah. I've been such a likable guy, but you just don't know, Dave. Consistency. I mean, you got to be able to do it. But striking out 13, yeah. going seven, like big. Big time. And it's, it's funny. We, we talked about AJ last week, how AJ's like, I already traded for four fucking pitchers. Mm -hmm. Do your damn job is what he basically yeah. was saying. It's time for them to step up and do their job. That's why they're wearing a Padre uniform today. And these guys aren't stepping up and doing what they're capable of doing or what I said they were capable of doing, making me look bad, making themselves look bad, and hurting the team. Well, if I read Dennis Lynn's tweet right, and I didn't have a chance to go back and look at it, yeah, but he said that they had the four prospects in the top 100, right? The guys we know, Hassel, Abrams, Gore, and Camposano. Yeah. But I believe if I read that right, none of the four are in the top 50. Okay. Could be wrong on that. I felt like it said the same thing with the Dodgers, that the Dodgers had four in the top 100, but none in the top 50. Yeah. I don't know that for sure, but that's the way I read the tweet. I got to figure one of those guys 
either Abrams or Hassel would be in the top 50, right? I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know minor league baseball that way. And then you read today that uh, really, really interesting that it said Preller went really, really hard after Turner and oh, he did Scherzer. Try and get Turner. Yeah. And Camposano was in that deal and others. And he kept trying to get the Nationals to re-engage. But once uh, once they put Ruiz in the deal, then that was where, where that Mike was Rizzo was going. But you really wonder, Dave, if that if that's a Boris thing. And if so, aren't the, aren't the Nationals... And I would say this the same way if it, if it had benefited San Diego. If Hosmer's playing for the Dodgers and... They're trying to move him, and his feelings get hurt, and Boris's feelings get hurt. And a trade happens that benefits the Padres. I would say, is a fucking agent running the team? That's embarrassing. If I'm the Nationals tonight, I mean, again, maybe you found the package that you wanted. It seems like you got out pretty light when you got Scherzer and Trey Turner in the deal. But if, if Scott Boris is the guy that rumors had been out, told Rizzo... Don't do it with San Diego and may have even leaked information about, hey, this is what they're this is what San Diego's offering to the Dodgers. Yeah. Dude, that's pretty fucked up. It is. It is. It's fucked up on both sides. It's fi- well, it's three sides, I guess, right? To the Padres, the Nationals, and, and the Dodgers to go. Well, I don't blame the, the Dodgers, though. If the Dodgers are getting inside information. But the Dodgers did not want it. Ruiz was the guy they've always holding on to. Yeah. He, he's the guy. And because you keep hearing, you know, Austin Barnes is gone at the end of this year. And Ruiz is a big-time player, big-time yeah. catcher. Catchers are hard to find. They're that good. So you made them get rid of their Oof. their big-time catcher. I tell you what, I love the idea that you just said they were chasing Turner because, yeah. you know, we see Turner hard. when he faces the Padres, when he faces the Dodgers, and we're going, we always say, man, that guy's yeah. a hell of a player. Dude, watching him this weekend, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, my God. I mean, did you see him score from first yeah. on a base hit to center, and you're going, holy shit, I, I – was watching, uh, I had the game taped, and I watched yeah. it today. They said he runs 30, point, uh, 30 and a half feet every second. Yeah, he's it's crazy. He, crazy fast. I mean, I thought Bellinger was fast, and Mookie yeah. Betts was fast, but when you're watching Trey Turner, you're going, holy shit. Now, here's here's the deal if you hate the Dodgers, which is good news for you. The rumor is Corey Seager is a free agent at the end of this year. Okay. Dodgers won't be able to resign him. They've kind of made it clear that he's going to be an East Coast guy. His wife has talked about the Yankees already publicly. Mm-hmm. And also, Trey Turner's a free agent in two, two years after next year. And he wants to go back East. He's always said he's an East Coast guy. So the Dodgers have to try and win him over. Otherwise, they could, they could be fucked without a, a shortstop. But it's um, for right now, Trey Turner is their, their future shortstop next year. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm watching... What I, I don't know if you've ever done this. If you miss a game, let's say you miss the Padre game, you're out with your your, your kids, you're at, yeah. let's say, it, whatever, you're doing something. If you go to YouTube, you can watch all the highlights super fast. Oh, nice. Right? And it breaks it down to everything that you would have missed that was important. Oh, that's cool. And it reruns the game with the announcers and everything. And um, I'm sitting there looking at this shit. In, in my entire life, I've never seen a baseball team like what LA has right now. We're looking at yeah. future Hall of Famers. When you're looking at pools, hit home runs and... Then all of a sudden, Bellinger's getting hot, and you're going bets, and you're going Turner and, and the other Turner, and Muncy, and you're like, oh, my God. You better sweep the World Series or you you're bet, shit. You better win the fucking World Series is yeah. right. But if they, win, if they win the World Series, they might be known as the greatest team in the history of baseball. It, it's the, the, star, the star power yeah, is insane. Yeah, pretty loaded. It's, it's, it's fucking nuts. I mean, even, like, you, everyone talks about the Lakers. Like, yeah. they have 
They're old as fuck, but they have six future Hall of Famers on the yeah. team right now. That's yeah, fucking all of them crazy. 48. All of them. <laughs> it's, it's, whoever came up with that line, the purple and golden girls Dude. is the best line going on that fucking team. Yeah, it's just, uh, look, it's loaded, so. Yeah, they better, but, they, better, they better win the fucking World Series. But I, I liked it. That Preller went for it. Yeah, you, I mean, you gotta have you gotta have the other side willing to deal with you. And as people have pointed out, you're not quite as deep as you were a year and a half ago, right? No. I mean, you just you've moved a lot of those guys. So, yeah, special player, man, definitely. But then, how about today when you're seeing the clips of Tatis out in center field? Yeah, like it just makes sense. But could you imagine? I mean, David would have been a situation where Tatis would have come back and it probably could have been Turner at short and Tatis immediately slides out to the outfield and whether he's playing center or right, I'm assuming he'd probably be in center and Grisham goes to right and you got Turner and fuck, man, yeah. look at the top of that lineup. No, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it's yeah. crazy. The play Cronenworth made yesterday, Dude. I saw the highlight of that, was... Right? Honestly, my opinion, the second best shortstop play I've ever seen if we're in, a, in a Padre uniform. The Ozzie Smith won barehanded to number yeah. one. That was number two. That was crazy. And then you look at how many guys that play short for this team that are really good. You know? Yeah. Hasa Kim's a fantastic shortstop. Yeah. Cronenworth's a fantastic shortstop. And then you, you sit there and you're going, man, there's a... Machado's a fantastic shortstop. Yeah. Well, that, that's what was funny yesterday is they were talking. I saw the Cronenworth play on Bally's. But then I ended up in the car, and they were talking about, um, Tony and Jesse were talking about guys that can play short. And right along those lines, and said exactly what you just said, uh, Cronenworth is making plays. Kim's very good at short. Uh, Frazier could probably play some short if needed. And Jesse just very nonchalantly said, you know, Manny's pretty good there too. And yeah. Tony just started laughing. He's like, geez, I'm not even thinking about Manny. Yeah. Who slid over last year and played short. And played short but, for the Dodgers a few years ago. Yeah. It's funny, man. I, I know we talked about it, and it didn't make a lot of sense. I'm, the more I watch Adam Frazier play, I really like this dude. It he, bothers me when he's ever benched. I don't understand why he'd ever bench. I agree. He and Cronenworth should be in the lineup every night. Every night. Because they just, uh, Brett Boone said it, they just strike me as incredibly smart baseball players. Yeah. And find a way... To get them in every night. They're just good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that that guy is here. He he does things really well in Cronenworth and a few others. So, I don't know, Dave. It'll, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks. Coach I, doesn't want to, uh, to tease in the outfield. Oh, what, what did he say? If he's good enough to play, if he's healthy enough to play, then he's healthy enough to play shortstop. Doesn't like it. Doesn't like the idea. He's going to crash into walls. He's going to get hurt. Oh, is that right? MLB Network broke it down today. Yeah. And they said 100% makes sense. You put him in the outfield. Of course it does. It makes sense. You said it on the show last week. Yeah. Put him in the outfield. What the we need his bat. You need his bat more than anything else. You got damn Braden jump in and get this squared away? I swear to God, I think Braden's sleeping. Gotta be. Like everybody else. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. Just got a nightcap on in there. A little candle. It's a nice nightcap. Yeah, Braden. He's calling home. Hi, Mom. Brayden, you okay? Fuck. He just fucking said that he should be in the outfield, Mom. I can't stand it. Well, I'm fucking ready to move to the fishing show. They don't even have that anymore. Stop correcting me. I'm an adult. 
I liked when you called him Brandon last week. <laughs> called him a thousand different things. <laughs> oh, shit. What the fuck is that show? What is going on? God damn. Remember we used to have to go in and sit for air check meetings, try yeah. to learn radio from Jack Cronin? <laughs> oh, hang on. Let me get a highlighter. I mean, nicest fucking guy going, but what the fuck's he going to teach me? Shut up. What the fuck am I going to learn in that meeting? That little shrimp, Mike Shepard? Shut up, you little bald fuck. I'm going to break your fucking spleen. I just remember Jack telling me he hates baseball. I hate baseball. I'm like, we're the Padres station. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you're the boss. What? <laughs> <laughs> like we're the flagship. What do you mean you hate baseball? What the f- What are we doing here? Soccer's a better sport. I'm like, we aren't the flagship for a soccer team. We're the Padres station. Duh. Yeah, I just was so fucking tuned out. I should have just been in there. Shut up, just you so, asshole. Just to let people know, in our history of doing radio together for 23 yeah. years or whatever, anytime we've ever had a meeting with a boss, it's the truth. I get yelled at 99% you of the should. time. You should. You're an asshole. You just said you tune out. And oh, you used to tell right. me, you used to tell me all the time, Jeff would say, why do you say anything? Just stop talking. Yeah. You, so I never say a word. I never get yelled at. Just stop talking. I always had I, to defend myself, and you would just sit there and fucking not a word, and you'd go. You always smiled. Thanks, Jim. And we're out there. Like, everything was great. I hated fucking meeting with Jim Daniels after meetings at 103.7. Oh, that fucking... But I love JD. At least JD. Dude, I just want to go home. I know. I'm looking at the traffic. Going to Look, if we leave now, there's no traffic. After you fucking I, tell us about KLOS... <laughs> Fucking, we stuck in traffic. <laughs> I fucking love Jimmy Daniels. Love him. He at least is an old school radio guy that loved us. And he listen, did. and Jimmy Daniels at Free FM, not that anybody cares, but he at least, dude, he at least had the station's best interest, the show's best interest, and our best interest he, in he our no, no doubt about it. Jumped on an airplane to fly to New York to fight for dude, us. Dude, he did. I. So here, here's the move I used to do. Jeff would just give me the look. This this always cracks me up. But I just wanted to get the fuck out of there so bad yeah. that every time Jim would start to wind down one sentence, I would slap my hands with uh, slap my thighs with both yeah. of my hands like that was the last thing he was going to say and start to stand up. And then he would continue talking. And Jeff would give me the look like sit down, sit down. We aren't going anywhere. Stop doing it. Never works. He never ends the meeting because you slap your thighs and stand up. But any one of you out there, think about it. You have a boss, right? It's the goddamn guy on the Ikea video who is so... Every time... Dave, I've watched that guy so many times. The the TikTok Ikea guy. Yeah. He is so freaking it's brilliant. It's it's amazing. And it, when he's doing the customer, it says, I want to talk to your manager. Haven't you ever worked anywhere? The manager doesn't know anything. And I'm like, I'm a manager now. It's exactly right. I don't know anything. Um, but every manager we had, Brian Wilson, nothing. Shush. Enough out of you. I want to hear anything out of you, sweaty. Dave Sniff was great. Jim Daniels was great. Brian Long is a dumb fucking sack of shit. Mike Shepard is four foot seven. Fucking guy should be working one of those automated guys in the Pirates of the Caribbean dance because he has the same fucking expression 
is anything you see in that boat. The only thing I was waiting for every time I got called into Shep's office was for that little fucking shrimp to go, oh, 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 oh pirate's life for me. <laughs> would have been great. He's a fucking dipshit. And anybody who would listen to anything from that fuck, you're high. should check yourself into fucking rehab. Danny Bonaducci <laughs> thinks you're fucked up. We had dealings with Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> of course. That was weird, too. And then who else have we had? Dude, all right. So, hold on. I was just thinking right now. Tell me if I'm wrong. The only time I can ever remember when you almost got into trouble. Okay, this is when we worked like 87 days in a row. Yeah. And you go, I'm going to go to New York, and then I'm going to go to Philadelphia, and then I'm going to come back and do the show on Monday, whatever the fuck. Yeah. You're so fucking tired, and then you, like, lost your shit. Like, you... you I was... No, you know why? Because the Chargers, of that team that all you cheer for, biggest bunch of pussies in the history of sports, refused to put anybody on the air when they lost. Bill Johnston, love him. Scott yeah. Yaffe, love him. I don't know who it came down from. I'm not blaming those guys, but they were pussies, and I called them out. But we're on the flagship. We're on the flagship. That's the only time Sniff walked in before you got there. He walks right up to me. I think I'm going to have to fire Jeff today. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm like, what? I don't think I can get him out of this one. (laughs) And I was like, dude. I was so pissed. I think he had a breakdown. He was tired. And he's like. I couldn't believe it. I flew all fucking day to get home. I don't think it was their idea to send you. I think you just said, I'm going. <laughs> no, I went. I had to go. You had to go for what? They sent me back. Sniff sent me back. I think you said, can I go back? And you wanted to go for 9-11, and then you went yeah, to the Eagles game? Yeah, it was great. Horton was throwing good. up. <laughs> but, dude, the Chargers, by far, were the biggest bunch of pussies as an organization that we've ever dealt with. Biggest rabbit ear. Why anybody would cheer for those fucking guys is unbelievable to me. And I'm not talking about the guys like Weddle or Rivers or Rodney or Junior. Not those guys. Just the front office pussies. All pussies. Fuck them all. Look at them now. Bunch of fucking. Point out you're wearing a Charger T-shirt right now. Yeah, I got it for free. <laughs> Wear it all the time. When Rosie and I... Do people yell at you anywhere? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, and I'm such an asshole. So our buddy, Scott Marshall, who's there at the game tonight. Rosie and I would do Tuesday night shows at, um, at the Chargers store. Yeah. And Scott was... God, I love Marshall. Former quarterback at Uni High. And he goes, hey, man, um, do me a favor... We're going to get you some Charger gear because that way if you guys are wearing it, maybe we sell some shit when we're here. So we're like, oh, okay, cool. So we're thinking, Dave, it's going to be what always happened where they just show up and they got you know, maybe three T-shirts and a windbreaker. He literally gives Rosie and I each a $500 gift card in the store. Wow. So we got shirts and he's like, and listen, get some stuff for your wives or your kids or whatever. Dude, it was insane. Really, really generous of them and of Scott. So I got a couple of shirts, and I think most of the other shit I've given away or done whatever. Spend the rest of it on foam fingers. Yeah, exact calendars, <laughs> Charger Girl calendars. <laughs> Fucking Brooke Bennett was in. So uh, Rosie and I would sit down there. Yeah. And Mike McGregor, legendary radio engineer, Rosie and I were here, and you're trying to have a conversation. 
But then once a night, we would have to feature, they would come down and it would be when Qualcomm still cared about the quality of food that they were serving at the games. And they would come down and it would be carne asadas or it would be brats or it would be grilled chicken sandwiches, right? I mean, it was basically a three-hour infomercial for the Chargers, but we didn't give a shit. And goddamn McGregor would be like right over my shoulder. And anytime they brought hot dogs down, uh, pooches, pooches. Hey, shut up. What? Uh, I can hear you. I'm trying to talk to Rosie. But (laughs) McGregor was great. (laughs) Scotty Marshall was great. We'd always have players that would come in, sign autographs for kids. Basically, it was, I think, Legadoo Nane did it, like 14 out of 16 weeks. Um, Right? Who else? Fucking uh, Nate Kading, David (laughs) Ben, Charlie Whitehurst. Right? I mean, yeah. we got some real fucking heavy hitters coming in for for that shit. But I have these shirts, and it just brings me back to how many nights we were just sitting there, and Rosie and I would laugh our balls off. So you're right. If I'm at Target or somewhere, and you got this shirt, I've had it happen probably four times. My kids have been with me. Come on, man. You still supporting that team? I do the same thing every time. There hasn't been a day in my life when I supported this team. If you're fucking talking to me unsolicited, hey, man, I think they're good this year. (laughs) Not too late for you to jump back in. You're going to feel pretty bad when they win it all. My kids are like, you don't care about that. I'm like, I can't give less of a fuck. (laughs) I just know I wrecked that guy's day because now he's thinking about it. God damn it. Are they good? Shit. Do I have to take that fucking Hebert? What's his name? That fucking kid's name. Got my fantasy draft. Fuck. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, go get, fuck the Chargers. Oh, my but God. But I had a couple of free shirts, so I wore them all the time. There you go. I tell you what. One of the things I enjoyed this weekend, just looking at Twitter, mm-hmm. do you know who Blake Harris is? Blake? I see the name, but okay. I don't know who that is. Blake. Oh, yes. I know exactly who got into it with Woods. Dude, nonstop. Woods is getting what I get from Padre fans through Blake Harris now. Now, all of a sudden, he's getting killed by all these Dodger fans. But Blake Harris is supposed to be a writer? Yeah, he's a writer for SB Nation. But he's, is he an actual writer yeah. or is he just a no, blogger? No, 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 Well, I don't know. He has the blue check mark and he covers the Dodgers. A little bit of a fanboy, that guy. Oh, he is. He is. Yeah. Well, like Woods isn't? No, I got but But Woods doesn't claim to be a journalist. No. Woods is an no. entertainer. No, he's not. But Woods is super fanboy. I mean, no matter what happens, this Padre team does no wrong. And uh, Now, tell me the truth. Do you think Steve's genuine or do you think he's playing the part? I'm going to go he's playing the part. Oh, I don't. I, I think, think if, I, if Steve if Steve moved back to Texas next week, fuck, the Padres are out. Oh, I don't believe that. I 100% believe it. Dude, I, he turned on the Yankees in two seconds. His yeah, old, but he never lived there. Dude, he loved Gary. He turned on his old man. Uh, Gary, Gary took that little piece of shit in. Think about it. Treat him like a son. And he turned right on Gary. Did he turn? Who turns on a guy that does it? Saved his life, that guy. Turned on Gary. Fuck. Of course he's turning on Manny. You know who I think Gary is? I've never met him. I think he's the dad and stepbrothers. <laughs> and I think I think Steve is a combination of both those guys. Steve's Dale. Steve's Dale. <laughs> Trying to play the drums. Steve's playing guitar. 
It's a house of learner doctors. <laughs> Family business. God damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit, that's funny. I, no, I think Steve's all in. Dude, I'm all in on this whole thing where Blake Harris is going after Steve. I don't know why it cracks me up. It's too damn funny. I'm glad he's healthy. Are you, uh, Out of ICU. What do you make of all the fights at Dodger Stadium? You know what? Here's the deal. You can't do anything in life with a broad brush. I say this all the time. I hope I hope you tell your kids that, too. I'm sure yeah, you do. I got it. Not one race is all bad. Not one group of people are all bad. It's, it's, it's a select few. You don't see 56,000 throwing punches. It's a small selection of people. It's like when you and I used to cover Charger Raider games. Yep. I got news for you. I saw the Charger fans fought in a lot more than the Raider fans. Well, and there were fights on both sides. Hang on. So, Let's clarify. Yeah. I saw Charger fans on the receiving end of a lot of beatings. But do you remember when that Raider fan got stabbed? He literally pulled a knife out and stabbed a guy in the gut. Well, when you're getting the shit beat out of you every night, <laughs> you get a little desperate. I guess so. But when I went to the Padre-Dodger game earlier this year, it was the Padre fans that were starting all the fights. It wasn't the Dodger fans. But it is... So, are you following these guys? Yeah. I don't know why it took me so long to find this one. You following Baseball Fight Club now on no, Twitter? No, I didn't know it existed. Oof. Gotta find that. And it's nothing but just videos. Would you ever work for uh, a security group? No, I would not. <laughs> I don't think I would. Maybe 20 years yeah, ago. 20, yeah, and now, no. I wonder that kid was fucking choking the chicken. I'm stressful. <laughs> okay, I need a little stress relief out there. Oh, my God. No, I just followed a baseball fight, a fight club. Baseball fight club's pretty wild. At, at MLB underscore fights. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. That's I'm, I'm 100% in. No, look, I don't like the fights in the crowd. Nobody wants that. I mean, look, if you have kids and everything else, a girlfriend, you go to a game, you don't want fights happening. I did love the fact that ball girl took out that guy yesterday at Dodger Stadium. how about that? That was pretty cool. That girl weighed 80 pounds. Um, uh, Helix could use that girl. Yeah. Shit. She'd start at corner. Kid playing out there right now is getting ragdolled. Put her right in. I'm going. It's funny, Dave. I'm going to Padres-Giants game in September. Cool. With the great Katie Temple. Okay. So I said to her today, uh, haven't seen her in forever. I go, hey, I'm going to do a ball game this year. She goes, I'm fucking in. I go, you want to go? She's got a thousand things going. I go, look, Tuesday nights work best. We got Angels on the 7th, or we got uh, Giants on the 21st. She goes, let's, uh, let's do the Giants. I go, cool, I got it. So I went and grabbed tickets for us, but there was a part of me where I'm like, all right, where's the best? And listen, I've been to so many Padre games at Petco. Like, I can't even joke about it. I don't know that I've ever seen a fight there. I really don't. Yeah, yeah the first game I went to this year, there were a bunch. Who'd you go? Who'd you I see? went with uh, Pete and Point Loma and Billy. Oh, Dodger game. Yeah. Now, do you think, I mean, dude, I've seen. It was seen Padre it. fans that for some reason were like, this is the year we're going to fight every Dodger fan. It was really bizarre. Wow. I and then their Dodger it. fans were sitting behind me, literally not doing shit. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God. And I got news for you. The Padre fans couldn't hold their own. Like, they kept pushing and pushing. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're making a bad decision. Just watch the fucking game. Dude, just watch the game. Dodger fans are fucking losers already. Oh, Don't boy. remind them anymore. But no, it, it, I'm not. I'm not in favor of any fight in a ball in a stadium ever. There are kids watching, man. You don't want kids. There's a reason I try never to get kicked out of a game as a coach. I don't want the kids to think it's okay. I I'm gonna say something, 
And listen, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to co-sign on my own statement. And you know what? And there's a part of me that I feel like I should say I'm not proud of it, but I am who I am. Every time I see one of these Dodger fights yeah. from Dodger Stadium, I don't pay so much attention to the fight as I do the girlfriends. Yeah. Boy, I like them. <laughs> I like those girls up there. <laughs> you do, you do. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a little old school. I think if you got that full arm sleeve, I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> but my God, they all look like they, they you know? Yeah, my like, <laughs> go ahead. Like they might speak Spanish. Fuck, you guys know Lisa. Lisa's yeah. my weakness. You love National City. You say it oh, all the time. Oh, fuck. The Filipino girls, the Latinas. <laughs> fuck. I look at them, I go, my God. She's damn near perfect. <laughs> what the fuck is going on there? And I say it to my friend who went to Grossmont all the time. I'm like, do you have girls like this over there? She goes, oh, yeah. I go, why don't you call me? She goes, I didn't know you. Oh, fuck, I was up in San Diego with all those gum-chewing dingalings up there. I could have been down here. Man, my Spanish grade would have been so much better. Yeah, all the time. I just start scanning. Oh, my there any, God. Are there any... Oh, look at her right there. And I'm not going to say anything else, but I'm just going to... Ah, I don't want to say anything else. They're, they're just... They're goddamn good. I like them. And where do I have to sit to meet all those girls? Usually at the top. Usually at the top right. of the stadium. That's where the big fights are going. What I what I notice is, and I would probably do the same thing. Whenever a fight's about to break out, you see it starting like on those yeah. videos. Watch how many guys take their authentic jersey off because they're like, "This is three hundred and fifty bucks. I'm I, taking the jersey off." And so I saw Cody Bellinger get the shit beat out of him, yeah. and, and then he ran, and he had the blue one on. So that might be the B pre Jack yeah, uh, the, jersey. Yeah, I saw him, a couple of Mookie bets take their jerseys off and say it's on. <laughs> but yeah. I shit, Dave. And I, I'm not, I was like, too, there's always some asshole that comes you know, from 20 yards to yep. the right trying to break it up. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> sit, sit, sit down is right. Yeah, Dave. just get over there. Who are you, peacemaker? No joke. Watch how many times it's a girl that starts the fight where the guy now has to fight. Oh, you, you saw yeah. the one at Petco Park with the Astros fan? It was, yeah. a, it was a girl that started that fight. Duh. You know? And it was like, well, what do you want? She ran right into the Padre fan guy. I was, I was all for the Padre fan. Going, she started it, and then the guy with the goddamn Correa jersey, what, are you going to fight in the entire right field crowd? They're going to beat the shit out of you. Hey, have you seen Padre's pretties? Yeah, um, dude. Oh. Have I not? Yeah. It's the Ooh. best thing you ever sent me. Better, it's better than Halo Hotties. Well, let's not get crazy. Okay? Because Halo Hotties yeah. often does the double feature. Now, yeah. I will say this. Here's the thing that both of those guys, uh, who's ever running those sites, have yeah. to be acknowledged for. They do an amazing job of tagging who the Halo Hottie or the Padre Pretty is. Yeah. I, I'm just like, well, I got to follow this person so that we can grieve when the pods lose together. Bullshit. Goddamn all out at Mission Bay. My God. It's insane. I don't remember this from 1983. <laughs> oh, well, go ahead. No, I was, we're at, I was just looking at the TV, and Snell just showed a picture of Snell. I would say Snell looks like Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hank was at the place I was at yesterday. 
No the, way. Yeah, the actor that plays Hank yeah. on Breaking Bad was... Uh, Dean Norris. Dean Norris was in Temecula yesterday. And uh, a couple of the kids that were at, was at a wedding walked up to him and said, hey, you look familiar. And he wouldn't look up from his phone. And he goes, really? yeah. No, no, we know who you are. Great. Wouldn't look up at all. You wow. don't want to be bothered at all. Come and, on. And, You're in Temecula for fuck's sake, and Dean. His friends were like, yeah, he was a defensive end All-American at Notre Dame. That's what you probably recognize. He's fucking 5'4". Shut up. And he would not give anybody the time of day. That's frustrating because yeah. he was so good on that show. He was. He, yeah, he was a dick. He was, unfortunately, he was a dick yesterday. All right. You speak about uh, dick. It makes me think of this. Yeah. Um, the other day, you were gone, but the other day was Ryan Cohen's birthday. Okay. Ryan Cohen turned 21. Padres invited him down to throw out the first pitch. Yeah. Ryan goes out. I think he fucking airmailed it. <laughs> Did he airmail it? Damn it. I, I think, but it was funny because there was some Padre fan, Dick, in New York City, who says to Cohen, hey, I'm really sick of you deeming yourself the greatest Padre fan of all time. A lot of us have watched this team for a lot longer than you've even been alive. Now, A... I follow Ryan on social media. I've never seen him deem himself the number one fan of all time. Doesn't seem to be his personality. Uh, the other thing is, when I've been with my sons out to the game and Ryan shows up on the video board and he starts dancing, my sons love it. And I go, dude, that's Ryan going. Kid's a legend. And they go, look at that guy go. He's great. And I couldn't believe that there's some fuckhead that is going to question. His fanhood? Yeah. So I wrote <laughs> So I wrote and said, hey, Ryan, I started going to games in 82. Our lone entertainment was the guy in the dirty starter jacket who sold the Tribune. And we all cheered when he walked around at the end of the night with his hands up in the air. So then Dick... In New York City, tried to tell me I need to get my facts straight. Here, Dick, let me, let me give you a few facts. My first game was 82. In 84, I was at game three of the National League Championship Series. In 96, I was in the clubhouse when Chris Gwynn got the pinch hit to beat the Dodgers. I was also at the Caminetti game in Monterey. In 98, Dave and I did pre- and post-game shows during the entire playoff run. When I got fired, Tony Gwynn was a reference on my resume. In my possession, I have the final lineup card from the game that took place at Petco or at Qualcomm. Uh, Qualcomm Stadium, signed by Bruce Bochy, who to this day, Bruce Bochy, Kevin Towers, uh, the Gwynn family, and a lot of others, Trevor Hoffman, are still friends. I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of Padre baseball. I feel like I've seen a lot. I guarantee you, my fucking resume with that team, just because you saw Fred Kendall play, you fuck, <laughs> kicks your ass. I would have loved to have a fan like Ryan Cohen at every step of the way that I just mentioned. I would have loved to have Ryan in Monterey. I would have loved to have Ryan in 82 because so often that fucking place was packed with guys in Braves jerseys or Phillies jerseys. And if you claim to be the fan you are, you should know that. And the fact now that we have a younger generation guy that loves this team clearly and brings the excitement, we should embrace it. So stop being a miserable piece of shit because nobody gives a fuck what you did or didn't see. Ryan Cohen, you're a legend, brother. Happy birthday from this show. We fucking love you. 
And I'm thrilled that you're cheering for the same team cool. that I cheer for and my kids cheer for. There you go. I don't understand why people want to dismiss any fans. Because he's a fucking fans. asshole, Dave. You want as many fans as you can get. Why do you want to start throwing them away? Right. Like my buddies, Scott King, Jeff King, Dave, right? Ernie, Teddy Mendenhall, all those that went out there. Shit, man. Like, there's nothing really to celebrate about what we saw. No. And that's what I was going to write to Ryan. You're... you're First pitch reminded me of the 82 bullpen. It brought back a lot of memories. They sailed a lot of fucking pitches into the screen or hit the mascot. I was just like, who the fuck's this asshole to try to claim like he knows everything? Because he was out, he remembers Doug Goosh? <laughs> Rhymes with douche. <laughs> I was like, doesn't every team, no matter what you're cheering for, whether it's the Gulls, Raiders, Chargers, you don't think a team like the Loyal or the Sockers back in when I was working for the Sockers, they had 10,000 in there. They would have fucking killed to have a guy like Cohen. Yeah. He's like dancing Barry yeah. with the Lakers. Absolutely. Lakers had Nicholson, Diane Cannon, right? Yes. But everybody remembers dancing Barry. Of course. Because he was a legend. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't I had no time more. for this fucking asshole. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> I'm Fred Kendall. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Hey, do you even remember Broderick Perkins? Hey, Dick. I know you're suffering from a migraine because you got up to get a drink of water and the toilet lid fell down, hit you in the back of the head. Stop being a fucking asshole. Because Dave and I aren't in the mood. Tell him, Dave. Tell him the line. Give him the line, Dave. Get off the cross. We need the wood. Get off the cross, Dick. We need the wood. What a fucking prick. I'm sick of this fucking... I didn't even show him the common courtesy of responding to it. <laughs> People just kick the shit out of him all day. But Cohen, dude, am I wrong in that? No. It's all these saying. guys. All these, dude, Zach Mann, all these guys that love the Padres, go ahead. Miserable it's, Padre fan? Miserable Padre fan. I swear it's just a big fucking jinx for this fucking franchise. <laughs> this fucking guy. Everything he says goes the wrong way. <laughs> this team would finally win a World Series if this fucking guy... Went into a coma. No, that's not true. What about our guy, Drug Flannery? HJ? Yeah, yeah. I'm Ghost of Ray Kroc? I'm just saying, Miserable Padre fan is a big fucking jinx. You better shut your goddamn mouth. I'm going to bludgeon you again, <laughs> Bob Crane style. <laughs> You're going to get it. Hey, how about your buddy OJ telling the athletic that he's scared of coming to LA? Because he's afraid if he goes to dinner, the guy who did it might be sitting oh next to him. Oh, my God, dude. I didn't see that. Is that fucking true? <laughs> he's unfinished business? Is that what OJ said? No, he said yeah, he said, I'm, I don't like going to L.A. I go to dinner. The guy who did it might be sitting at the next table. You go, you motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Fuck. That fucking, the only way that shit happens is if he's sitting next to a window and he sees the reflection of himself. Yeah. Fucking idiot. And then my final thing I'll just is keep his fucking mouth shut. God, he's so guy. dumb. Fred Goldman's like, oh fuck, poor Fred Goldman. And then finally, uh, what'd you make of Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame bust? Okay, that's funny you said that. Okay, so I saw very little. I was after you left. I was going to go through YouTube and watch the speeches because I do like the speeches. Yeah, I know they were cut. Way Woodson down. was great. Um, okay, well, two things. You said Woodson's name. I said to my to my son, I go, you know what? In all the years I've watched the NFL, I think you could almost make the argument that Woodson is probably in the top five best athletes Love to him. ever play in the NFL. I mean, just yeah. a, as an athlete. It's crazy as fuck to me. I didn't realize until yesterday 
or think about it, that Woodson, who wins the Heisman Trophy, and Manning, who finished second in the Heisman Trophy, both going in the same year. How about that? That is fucking crazy. That, what's crazy is, as old as Peyton was, Woodson was still an all-pro player at the, playing that long, yeah. too, at a position where you have to have crazy speed. Did you see uh, Leaf was there? Shut up. He was there, and he said... Uh, Why? He said, I met this guy on a phone call... And he's been a huge supporter of mine through the ups and downs of my life. And I'm very happy to be here today to support him on his day. Oh, my God. It was kind of cool, dude. I know, man. I mean, it's a million places to be. I wouldn't have been there. Because everyone's thinking, what happened to you? Yeah. Here's here's the the Chargers thought this was going to be you. First pick and the fifth pick. Oh, my God. He's like, well, you don't see Andre Wadsworth here. Get off my back. (laughs) No. Listen, I'm far from a Leaf supporter, but but what he said about Manning was pretty cool. I thought it was awesome Tom Brady showed up for him. Yeah. I thought that was crazy cool. Yeah. That, that, I mean, Tom Brady literally had to tell the Buccaneers, hey, I'm going, you know? Well, you know, they're like, they're, no. hey, go ahead. Yeah. You want, hey. <laughs> you want to be fined? 500000 Yeah, have fun watching Mike Glennon, asshole. Pretty boy. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what it is. Uh, it, it, so many people used to hate Tom Brady. Yeah. So many, dude, I am such a big Tom Brady fan right now. I don't know what the fuck since he left New England. Not the fact that he's not with the Belichick. Yeah. The fact that he told the story about different teams that were interested in him, including the Buccaneers. And he won't say which team it was, yeah. but we're all guessing. When his attitude was, when they backed out, really? You're going to stay with that fucking guy? <laughs> Who do you think? Is it think the Niners? Der- I think it's Derek Carr. Oh. And a lot of people think it's, it, it, it's Garoppolo. But look, Garoppolo was just coming off a Super Bowl. So, yeah, we're going to see what the guy took as a Super Bowl. And th- people thought, well, it might be Tannehill, because, but Tannehill beat him in his last game with the Patriots, and then oh. people were going, it oh. has to be Trubisky. No, you know what? But he said straight out, it is not Trubisky. I think I think you're right on Tannehill for Vrabel. I oh, think you that, think so? I think that one makes sense. The Tannehill, I think the Tannehill, Do you think fuck, it's Tannehill? I hadn't thought about that. That's funny. And again, Tannehill, uh, Tannehill beat him in his last game. Wasn't even close. I, I got it. But I'm saying, when you look at the, and listen, yeah. Tannehill had a great year last year. Um, two oh, that's two a great years. The last two years were very good. See, I thought I thought it was Garoppolo the whole yeah. time. It could have been. It could. You're right because Rabel and him are good friends. Oh, but, see, that one's really yeah. But that line straight out with really it's you're awesome. gonna stick with that fucking guy. I was yeah. like Tom Brady, man. He's the guy throwing the fucking Super Bowl trophies. Insane. Across Dude, the water? Hammered. <laughs> that, that video of him. How can you not love Tom Brady? He's right. by far the greatest football player in the most popular sport. Zero fucks given, too. Zero fucks. Yeah. I do like that people believe the Jugs Gun video is real. Oh, Look, at <laughs> Look at him do it. <laughs> Look Come at him do it. Come on. God damn it. All of you. Get together. <laughs> Fucking guy. Oh, so excited gosh, for football. Dude. I may actually... Uh, <laughs> Depending on tickets right now are a little high, but um, if they come down, I may take my sons up there Saturday for the Rams Charger. Oh, that'd be cool. Preseason the game. First game in there. Yeah, just to just yeah. to go and be a part of it. But tickets right now are still like sixty five bucks. So. Oh, oh my gosh, dude! I was at a I was at a wedding last night, and the, you know they do the they throw the bouquet, and the, you know yeah. to all the single girls out there throws it up. Some other girl catches it, and the girl I'm just watching, you know, these girls go want to see if they they fight for it. One girl doesn't get it. She just turns around right to the camera. God damn it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, it's, you understand, it's just a superstition. That you're yeah. the next one. Yeah. <laughs> just, just right. <laughs> I was like, I got to get a copy of that video yeah. of her not catching the bouquet. 
Uh, Damn yeah. it. Not like we all took a blood oath when we walked through the door. <laughs> Trust me, a lot of us have been married. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Be careful. Oh, my gosh. They cracked me Maybe up. Greg Bergman. I know, that guy did look like Greg Bergman. <laughs> that is so funny. All right, hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the person you need to talk to when it comes to your finances. Look, the number, we give it to you twice a week on the show, and we tell you it's the smartest move you can make. No joke, it is a really smart move. If you're having trouble with your finances and debt, and it feels like there's just no way around it, you probably know you haven't been very good with your money. Here, Dan Williams is the guy to help you out. Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday, it's tomorrow. You can check it, uh, check it out on YouTube. Dan Williams gives you a free tutorial every two every Tuesday, two minutes long. And again, he wants to help you get out of debt. You should, everybody should be out of debt. It's really one of the most important things. The stress of being in debt is just a nightmare. But also, he wants to help you buy your first home. Let's get out of the rental market. Let's call Dan Williams, 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Often, it's the little things, right? It's the little things that matter in any business transaction. And uh, Dan, I told you, helped uh, my ex and I do a refi on our condo. Yeah. Very important to do it. We got everything locked in and uh, seamless. They were so easy to deal with patient because it was a little bit crazy for us to find all the documents you need and get everything signed. We're not in the same house. We're on different schedules and, and a lot of crazy shit. And Dan and his team were just fantastic. But this was the coolest thing that they did. And I haven't even talked to Dan about it, but he'll hear it here. He wrote us both an email and he said, hey, now that your refi has been completed, you're probably going to get inundated with emails and mail of people trying to get your business. I apologize for that. It's one of the natures. But here are three steps you can take to manage it. Click on this link, click on that link. And if people start calling you, click on this link right here takes about five minutes and you should be good to go. And you go, oh, okay. I don't know many people that do that anymore, Dave. It's the, like I said, it's the little things. And sure, Dan and I have a relationship through the show. I have no doubt in my mind that they do it for anybody going through. Yeah. And if their attention to detail is that strong to take care of me, take care of Vita on the little things, then I know their attention to detail on the much bigger parts of this transaction will be just as strong. And I I just loved it. I was like, oh, that's exactly what I need. So, of course, I haven't done any of the three things he sent to me, but I'm hoping I'll do them before uh, Labor Day and we'll be good to go. But, yeah, if you need to refi, if you need to get your finances in order, 858-688-6813. Very uh, huge thank you to Dan and his team who supported Helix Football. I thank those guys a awesome. lot. Jack and Kay do as well. Brian Curry is the person you want to talk to when it comes to buying your home or selling the home you currently have. Right now, as we know, it's a crazy time in the rental market, excuse me, real estate market. Brian Curry can help you get into the right neighborhood. Again, make sure you do this right. Find the right person to sell your home. Get the most for it. Don't be one of those people that's going to have regrets a few months down the line. Make sure you call Brian Curry. He's your guy. Remember, he's a certified negotiation specialist. Also, he's a former a member of the Navy. Let's support our military as well. Brian Curry is the best in the business. He's been doing this more than 25 years. He's an expert at what he does when it comes to the real estate market here in San Diego. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Uh, not sure if you saw, but I think both Powerball and the other lottery are over $200 million. So my son Jack and I were like, you know, a lot of times we've thought about sharing. We're just going to win them both. 
So then we determine, well, we have 400 million. What are we going to do with it after taxes? It's probably 250. We've determined, Dave, that we're just going to buy a couple of floors downtown. But the good news is, um, because they've been so good to this show, we're also going to buy the Coronado Clubhouse for our friends, Matt Fryers, Johnny Conniff. Uh, I don't know if Dave J will be allowed to stay there, but uh, Kev Charity will be in. Jake can probably visit on the weekends. And yeah, we've determined we're going to buy it. Brian Curry's going to buy all three houses for us. We've determined we're going to do probably, uh, instead of just buying um, apartments or condos, we're just going to buy floors. So we're like, I'll take the top floor. Jack, because he's, uh, Cade's technically two minutes older, (laughs) but Jack's probably an inch and a half taller. So he's going to take the next floor. Then Cade will get the floor below that. And then uh, we're going to find a, a place for the guys because I said, hey, my buddy John Conniff and Matt Fryers, they need a new clubhouse. Jack goes, you know what? We'll buy it. We'll charge them very manageable rent. I said, that's how we roll. <laughs> uh, but in order to buy it, we're going to need, that's a lot of properties to buy. I mean, you're talking about three floors of a high-rise downtown and a house in Coronado. I got to have the right guy. And for us, it's Brian Curry, who, by the way, is also a supporter of Helix football this year, and wow. we thank him very much. And he coaches up our way. Well, I said to him, if we can return the favor, uh, let us know. And he just was like, he just shoved me right to the side. Get out of here, you little ham and egger. <laughs> but, uh, but, but Danny and, uh, and BC big supporters, and uh, we appreciate it. That's awesome. Taylor-made pools, look, the perfect pool for you, man. It is crazy hot out there. What a great time to enjoy those nights when you're jumping in your swimming pool, jumping in the jacuzzi. Taylor-made pools that make your backyard perfect. Call Alan Taylor. Get it done. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. How hot was it in Temecula at the wedding where you were? You know what? It The wedding was at night, so it was about 85 degrees. Jeez. Wasn't wasn't terrible. Like I thought it was going to be like over a hundred, but man, it, yeah. it was it was fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> but hot. how was the but, house? But the- you know what though, every house we went to though, because there were different parties at different houses, yeah. everybody just finished their pools. Yeah, dude, they were so so nice. It was insane, man. I loved it. And how many of them wanted to use tailor made pools? Every one of them. And how many had the opportunity to use tailor made pools? Every one of them. They had the opportunity. Well, but I- but hold on, they couldn't. They had the opportunity yes. to say, hey, let's call Alan. Yeah, we love him. Alan's like, you don't understand what my calendar's like. It's too far of a drive. I, I don't need you. I have fuck, basically, I have fuck you business. Damn. Well, people know that TaylorMade Pools does it right. Now, I don't really know what your zip code must be. Better be in San Diego County. Dude. <laughs> Better be. Yeah, it used to be in the business, as everybody knows. You got to sell the customer. The customer needs to sell Alan. Yeah, everybody's calling. Good boy. But I'm telling you, when you have the benefit of a pool in the backyard, it's fantastic. But I think we've all, because we've gone to so many pool parties, you go back and you're used to seeing things like we've talked about a grotto or other things. Uh, man, when you go back now, just kind of that boring pool. Boring. Super boring. The ones I just saw this weekend were insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Alan's one of those guys, man. I honestly would put up there as guys that, that kind of saw it. I mean, he he told us about this before he was with us, with us on the show. He said, look, my pools are different than everyone else. Different level. They're doing kidney fucking style pools. No, no four leaf clover. Fuck is that? Please. Give me a break. Uh. 
how hard it is to swim laps in a fucking four-leaf clover, you asshole? Yeah. And we can do a soccer ball. It looks like the 1914. Get the fuck out of here. Don't bother me with that. Canadian. Um, but if you want not only a good pool, I'm talking about the coolest pool in so many different ways. Yeah, call tailor-made pools. As long as you live in San Diego, we should be able to get it done. Tell Amy. I think about this, Dave. Oh, I know. Okay. I kept seeing this picture show up over my social media. I did not complain at all. Did you see Dolly Parton celebrated yeah, her husband's birthday? Yeah. By redoing the cover? Of Playboy? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, how old's Dolly? 75. Well, first 75 cash customers, you're getting the Dolly Parton special. Amy's like, what? Do it. She's a goddamn icon. They love her in Canada. Alan knows. <laughs> 75 cash customers. You're going to get that Dolly Parton Playboy uh, cover pool. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Kyle Fluger. Got a couple things here. Kyle Fluger is the guy for your website. He will help you out with your website needs. He will make it better. If you're building a website for the first time, he can do that for you as well. He will draw business to your website because he's an expert. But I'm going to ask you another question in a second. Here's Kyle Fluger's number. 619 500 6621 Now, mm-hmm. you guys came up with the idea. You Kyle came up with it first. You signed off on it mm-hmm. for this Dave and Jeff Fantasy Football League. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what the fuck happened to the manners on this show, but stop writing me and say, mark me down, I'm in. I'm like, well, we didn't fucking ask you yet. Hold on a yeah. second. We asked you if you're interested. Don't yeah. mark it down like you got an automatic spot. Yeah, well, then I got flugs. Text me right now. Hey, have you guys made any ground on this? I said, you relax. We're working on it. <laughs> Calm down. Um, we're going to have to go to a draw. There's so many of you that are interested. Couldn't be more excited by it. The one guy, Dave, I really do think the one guy that needs to be in is Bob Hunt. 100%. Okay. So Bob, Bob does shitload of PR work for us, and we never asked him to. And it's, I, he just loves the show and loves promoting the show. So I think Bob I, is in. I think two guys need to be in. Okay. All right, and then we're going to have to draw for the others. I think uh, Bob needs to be in, and I think Billy needs to be in because Billy is single handedly the biggest donator to Jake's projects. Yep. And uh, my hope would be that Millie, maybe Billy would bring in his uh, his flunky Coronado Pete to help us out because we love Pete. Uh, and Pete's taking us to a bunch of games. But for those guys, I'd love those guys. But Bob Hunt, um, right? Yes. And then can we draw? Because so many others want to be in it. Angel wants to be in. Jerry from uh, the Barbecue wants to be in. So many of you Patreon subscribers, and we love you all. So maybe uh, when we come down Wednesday night. Um, Say who's we'll, in. Yeah, we'll do a draw. Okay. And just a $100 buy-in. And maybe 60, 30, 10 be our payout, right? Fuck around, do something like that, and just have some fun. And Flugs will put it together. And But, yeah, uh, if, if Billy wants in, Dave, you cool with that? Yeah, 100%. So, I have no, no argument on that. Yeah. So I think right now it's you, me, Flugs. Um, I haven't heard from uh, Dan or BC, but if we put um, – I don't think Al's in – he wants to do the Canadian football God fantasy damn football right. league. What was Marcus Allen's brother's name? <laughs> Sean Salisbury's not walking through that door. What was it? It started with the D. Was it Damon? Da- Damon. Damon. Yeah, Doug Flutie. I'll take Rocket Ishmael. No, you won't. I got the Argonauts defense. 
Fuck. <laughs> Alan. I'll take the blue bombers. Which one? How that, how's that happen? You're like six teams, but four of them have the same name? Yeah. <laughs> so, um... So Bill, Billy, if you want in, Bob, if you want in, we we got to Those guys are just uh, uh, in, and then we'll figure it out. Jimmy Betancourt wants in, so we'll oh, yeah. we'll throw a name in for him. I, he I think, carries a gun. He probably has to go in. Shit. Hmm? Yeah. CHP treated me pretty nice on CH on uh, Cinco de Mayo. I'm not gonna, they, the, all of them love the first responders. So, um, but yeah, we'll figure it out. And then maybe Wednesday night we can do a draw. Okay. And see what's going on. You got it. We'll do it. All right, cool. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going August. Well, today is August 9th, so we're going August Shit. 9th. All right, we still always start off with the people that have passed away. We're going to Whitney Houston. God damn. <laughs> so, I saw her in concert in London. You really did? Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. She was great. Um, say 57. Close, 58. 100 million. It says at the time of her death, $20 million. Fuck, she had to be more than that. Bobby Brown didn't... I love Bobby Brown, too. God dang. I think, honestly, that... Well, that's what it says at the time of her death. It says $20 million. Dude, she had to be worth more than that. All right, Deion Sanders. Dude. They had... They were doing a great thing yesterday on NFL Network, Fastest Players. Yeah. Did you see that Daryl Green above Bob Hayes? Did they really? And Bob Hayes, too. Daryl Green won. Wow. I loved all the old-timers. Hey, Daryl Green might have won a gold medal. <laughs> he might But have he been. didn't. Bob <laughs> Hayes did. It's like Canapa. Right. Um, Deion Sanders has to be, I'm going to say again, 57. Deion Sanders is 54. Really? Yep. Um, 40 million. Exactly right. Look at that. Cool. That's impressive. All right. Love that guy. Chris Cuomo, CNN. Fuck. How's his day going? Oh, my gosh. How's your brother? <laughs> Dude, imagine if you lived that life where you just walked down the street and people said to you, how's your brother? I feel like I do. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship between my brother and my kids is fall down funny. Those two, three idiots... Are the funniest guys I know. They are so damn funny telling their jokes to each other. Uh, I'm going to say Chris Cuomo is... Younger than I thought. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say he's uh, 51. Exactly right. And I'm going to say he's uh, 18 million. Okay, it says 12 million, but he now makes $6 million a year. So in a year from now, he'll be right. Yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be right there. Dude, how about his brother, huh? Yeah. He, he, what uh, a fall, man. It's always weird with guys like that, right? Where you get older and then you fall down right before the finish line. I mean, Fuck. we see it all the time. Dude, Giuliani? Yeah. Joe Paterno? Guys Joe fall, guys fall. I mean, dude, you almost crossed the finish line. Cosby? Yeah, Cosby, another one. Yeah. Saw? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, here we go. I got three more for you. All right. Okay. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's the man. I'm going to say he's 78. 77. Man, you're pretty good tonight. Uh, 15 million. It says $10 million. Dude, he's got to be better than that. Okay. From Coors. He had to make more from Coors. Dude, you know, dude, and you know you're Bradley, right. He did Coors and he did, remember he used to do uh, beef. It's what's for dinner. Yeah, and Bradley Cooper loved yeah. him. You knew, yeah. you know he paid him for that. Come on. Died in Roadhouse. God, he did. <laughs> it's great in that movie. Did you ever see Lifeguard? 
That was a great movie. I never movie. saw Life Guard. I saw Mask. He was in Mask. Remember he was Sarah's boyfriend? Yeah. Dude, Lifeguard when he was in like his 30s, just banging hot chicks on the beach. Don't we all think that's what Sam Elliott's done his entire life? Just bang hot chicks? Yes. I think he's I think he's been married to that one lady forever. You know, I saw his wife. I didn't, I didn't even click on it to see who the hell is. Yeah, no, she's an actress. Okay. She's cool. But, dude, that guy just seems like completely cool, right? Yes. All right, this next one is extremely famous. He almost might be more famous than his old man. Okay. okay. Dan Levy. Dan Levy is great. From Shit's Creek. Now, they say yeah. him and his dad created the show, so the money doesn't seem to make sense to me, but I'll let you guess. Uh, I'm going to say Dan Levy is 34. 38. I'm going to say... Uh, Say $10 million. $5 million. That's funny. I would have guessed so much more because of all those reruns. The Shit's Creek is everywhere. He's going to make... That money's coming, though. Yes, it is. That it, show, it is. it's... Yeah, it's one of those that might have been a little slow getting out of the gate, but goddamn, that show's funny. I all love right. Eugene Levy, too. All right, here we go. This is a three-part question. Okay. Her age, the money she makes, and I'm sorry, uh, Katie Temple, would you throw her a one? Yes. It's Hoda. Oh, Wow. Um, Hoda's 55, 57, 25 million, 30 million a minute. What do you really love Hoda? Dude, she's so cool, Dave. She's so cool. Let's give her a glass of wine and make your move. Watch out. Strap in. Watch out. Buckle up. I just remembered. I'm going to go to a Padre came with Temple. I'm going to have to hear about Because, <laughs> Dave, the good thing is she's been so busy. She hasn't heard any of these shows. Because I talked to her like a week ago. And uh, she goes, how's the show going? I go, that worries me. She goes, how come? I go, because we, we do shout outs to you all the time. Oh, boy. Why? Is it because anytime Angie Dickinson, Raquel Welch, Victoria Principal, Kay Parker, Seika, any of them, you know, all the unreliables come up. I just like the show when you talk baseball. <laughs> I got it. Appreciate it. So you should be nice. You know, it wouldn't hurt to say thanks for mentioning me. Whatever. So, yeah. I got a funny question for you. It's All funny right. to me, at least. So I'm in this, I'm at, this whole weekend was filled with parties and finally with the wedding and everything. Mm-hmm. But there are people that I saw this entire weekend that I know backstories of that I shouldn't know, like private business that yeah. was shared with me. Like stuff that happens in their sexual life. Oh. And then I'm sitting there staring at them like, I know what the fuck's going on. Like there was one, <laughs> there was one guy there where I know the story is, their deal as a couple is he likes to be pegged. And I'm like, uh, I can, I what is that? She wears the strap on. And Come she, on. She, 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 I, I, I think I just, ow. So, oh. I, I, like, I, 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 couldn't, ow. I couldn't shake it. I'm sitting there just staring at this do guy. Do I know this person? No, you do not. All right, that's good. And I, 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 said to, I told my wife the story, <laughs> and she's like, what? Why do you tell your wife I don't. That? I, I know. My wife had no idea. She's like, what, what the hell is that? Yeah. And I said, look. I go, we've been together about 30 years. If all of a sudden that was my thing, would you lose all respect for <laughs> yes. me as a man? She goes, yes. And I go, yeah. If you didn't, I would be like, who did you marry? Yeah. You know? She go, and, and so I was like, look, I, whatever people do in the bedroom, fine. Not my thing. But I could not stop staring at this guy the whole time. Like, what? 
<laughs> I, remind, now there's somebody listening right now like it's not so bad Jesus ah <laughs> uh, Jesus Jesus right oh hey, about that fucking guy <laughs> he likes getting rigged he's pegged that was a test you failed Eddie you failed damn it shut up John <laughs> You failed, Eddie. Fuck. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. All right, here we go. Five random questions. All right, I have a question for you, too, Dan. Don't let me All forget. Right. What's the one fast food restaurant that you'd be upset if they closed? Oh, In-N-Out. In-N-Out. That's fine. I went to In-N-Out this weekend. It was great. Yeah. In-N-Out would be the only one. Uh, In-N-Out, my kids, I'd, uh, I'd probably have to enter my kids into therapy if they closed Chick-fil-A. Kids love Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is insane. Kids, Chick-fil-A kids, sauce. It's everyone's favorite is Chick-fil-A for the kids. They, love, I love Chick-fil-A too, but I'm saying kids love Chick-fil-A. Man, I'm telling you, they, yeah, they do a four-strip meal. They could probably nail about, especially after football. Give them a couple of Chick-fil-A sauces. Man, they used to be, when it started, it was sweet and sour, right? Barbecue ranch, the whole thing. It's all about that Chick-fil-A sauce. That's it. Bottle of water, and they're rolling. Yeah. They love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, Chick-fil-A's out. For me, it's, it, this place always makes me laugh. Like, I always wonder what they think when I go through the drive through Oh, I know. Years. Exactly. Yeah, it's Taco Bell. I went to Taco Bell this morning. at You called me, I think, like at 8 in the morning. So yeah. I immediately had to get in that car, and I'd drive back down here. And we had we had two cars up there, so my, my son and my wife stayed up. And I... um I go to Taco Bell like 8.45 in the morning and I'm ordering like, you know, two bean burritos and a soft taco and Jesus. And I'm thinking that's what they're thinking. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, fuck. Like we want, we're arguing why we're even open at this time. And this asshole <laughs> is ordering what most people order at one o'clock Get in the a afternoon. Mexican pizza. Yeah. Like a fucking idiot. But I'm always like, God dang. But yeah, Taco Bell, the line's never that long and it, it always hits the spot. <laughs> I think you guys, I think you and Josh ruined Taco Bell for We me. did. Greatest video ever, but you ruined it. <laughs> All right. If, um, here's an interesting question for you. If, if think, you got to think about it. Don't just yell something out. Okay. If you could choose to be a member of any TV, TV sitcom family, which one oh. would it be? Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, hang on. I got to think about this. It was really good. Do you have your answer? No, I was, I've been thinking about it all day. My first thought was family ties. <laughs> like, oh no well, come on no and then i then i was thinking brady bunch and i was like man it's a lot of brothers yeah i gotta think about yeah no you're not doing that where was the show you gotta think about a show dave where was where the mom was great right i mean greg brady hooked up with florence henderson you don't know who you're more concerned about <laughs> Um, yeah, but you share a bathroom with Marsha. Oh, remember uh, they had the Jack and Jill rooms. They had the, yeah. the bathroom this year. Six kids sharing one. I bathroom. tell you what, fucking I think, worst architect of all time. Mike's an architect. He got six kids sharing one fucking bathroom. I'm gonna go so far off the chart, and you're gonna give me a win on this. You're gonna, you go, better, you're gonna go happy days. I'm not. You're gonna be Chuck that just gets written off Chuck. the show. <laughs> Dave, I'm gonna go Alice. I could have been Linda Lavin's son. Yeah. I loved Tommy. Linda Lavin. And here's the thing. In between breaks, I'm sitting with Vic Tabak. How about that? And Ruben Kincaid. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's a win for me. Dude, speaking of Ruben Kincaid, the Partridge family would be the worst family to be on. 
Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I told you when I was in Phoenix, I went to Mel's Diner. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say, dude, no joke. There's a Mel's Diner there. It's off the TV show, Alice. I love Linda Lavin. How crazy is Linda Lavin's still alive? Tommy's dead. Tommy's dead? Yeah, he died like a year ago. What happened to him? Like 53 years old. I don't I don't forget how he died. Ah, fuck. Yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> Linda Lavin's like 90. Fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, Temple, ask me about her at that Padre game. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what you don't want to hear. All right. That's a yes. <laughs> Next question. Do you dance at weddings? No. No, but I, I said today that, that Helix coach yeah. sang and danced. No, I don't dance at all. I danced at my own in the middle of the sand with my wife while our Hawaiian uh, wedding guy sang Can't Help Falling in Love, and it was awesome. Yeah. No. Do you dance at weddings? You know what? I, usually I don't. I try and fight it, but I did yesterday. I had a great time. That's good. I had, I had, I had a good great, for you. I had a great time. As uh, When they played Salt and Pepper, I was like, dude, my jam. I'm in. It's like 1989 at Knott's Berry Farm all over again. I don't know if it was Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut or Norman <laughs> Mailer wrote Tough Guys Don't Dance. Dude, the DJ got pissed at me yesterday. Yeah? It kind of pissed me off. I didn't know he was fucking giving me the dirty look. And I was What's like. What's his problem? Exactly, right? I was told later Scotty on Rice. that guy's fucking staring me down. Because Josh and I always have this thing where we take one picture every time we're with each other. One picture is always the West Coast gang sign. Yeah. Okay. You two guys, so edgy. And so that's what some guys said. Hey, look at you. And so, because we're both wearing suits. So I take a sip of my beer and I do a sip to for my homies, you know, to drop yeah. it in the ground. That fucking guy stares me down, all disgusted with me. If I saw it, I would have fucking called him out. Yeah. Just play Tainted Love and yeah. shut the fuck up. Dude, okay. So this fucking guy. I gotta, I gotta talk to shut the fuck up. Play love hurt, love stinks. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah, this fucking guy. The highlight, one of the highlights was the the brother of the groom gave a great speech. He did, and they share a dog named Lucky. Okay, and it was it was it was a home run speech. Fucking DJ gets on there and goes. Hey, I have a dog named Lucky, too. Your speech sucked. Like, you said it out loud. Shut and up. And I was like, dude, someone get this guy the fuck out of here. His speech was outstanding. Come on, boy. No be, one gives a be fuck. Lozier. Yeah, calm run down. Run him out. <laughs> run him out. Point him out and run him out. <laughs> yeah. And I kept thinking you're lying the whole time. You're drunk. Get the, get the fuck. Get a hold <laughs> of yourself. Get a hold drunk. Get a hold yeah. of yourself. All right. What makes you lose track of time? Oh, oh, uh, YouTube. All the time. Yeah. YouTube. And the insane job I've done is general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs on NHL 21, which my kids get so mad at me. Just going to make trades. There's a chance I can play. Hey, shut up. I got to get Carter Hart from the Flyers. When that happens, we'll be good. You don't have shit to do. Shut your mouth. Trade your ass right now to Arizona. Fifth round pick. Never hear from you again. Uh, What about you? It's, I told you it's his fucking TikTok things, oh, which God. I drive Jeff crazy. He told me to stop sending them to him. Him and yeah. Woods, don't send this shit to me anymore. Yeah, we're done. There's a guy, though, I saw on here the other day. I was thinking, I didn't send it to you, but it was right up your alley. It was Mr. Unamused. <laughs> and My son's dude, Mr. Unamused. Dude, it was this fucking guy who went on went to an amusement park, okay? Uh, okay. He's on every scary fucking ride, dude. And the look on his face, he's holding the phone like he's... It, dude, you know that free dude, fall? I... And love he, that. He's just looking at the phone like, okay, like, you fuck can, it, I'm bored. You can I'm bored. send me that. Dude, he's on that like spin out, you know, where your, yes. your back is stuck to the <laughs> fucking wall. He's just holding the phone. Everyone around him is losing their shit. And he's just looking at the phone. Dude, he's fucking I, bored out of his fucking mind. Dude, Everything, dude. 
It cracked me up. He did like 10 My rides. My son Jack could do that. <laughs> it was 10 rides that would scare the fuck out of you. Make you piss yourself. And he looks right oh. in that goddamn camera. Send me that like, shit. When's the shit going to be over? Every fucking time. Dude, it was okay. so good, dude. It was, cracked me up. You guys send me those. Oh, my I God. I love that shit. Mr. Unamused. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That's a good bit. All right, here we go. Last question. How often do you look at your phone per day? Way too much. We all do, Way right? Way too much. I mean, if I were to say you look at your phone 24 times a day, that's oh. a low number. Yeah, I, just, I think I, I average probably once every 10 minutes. I'm looking yeah. at my phone. Yeah, too much. I have gotten in the habit, though, like if I go to lunch with my kids. Yeah, to put it down. I leave it in the car. Yeah. You still leave it in the car here a lot. I would ask yeah. you a question. It's in the car. I'm like, what are you talking about? What if your kids want you? So uh, my kids had the first day at Helix. Yeah. So I said to him the other day, I said, uh, yeah. I remember my first day at San Diego. They said, yeah. I go, yeah, I walked to campus once, and all of a sudden, uh, hottest girl on campus came up and said, hey, you're going to need this. Put something in my hand. I said, what was that? I go, her phone number, Judy Styers. They're like, oh, okay. I go, well, it happened to me at Chase, too. Walked around Chase, first day, orientation. I'm trying to figure out where my desk is. Best-looking girl in the whole place comes over. I said she was Russian and said, uh, hey, you're going to need this. And I said, I know this game. <laughs> and they go, all right. They go, uh, what's her name? I go, Lena. They go, well, let's, let's see Judy. Well, Judy's not on Facebook. Yeah. So Lena is. Yeah. Now, I've told this story before. Yeah. Lena was the one that I was kind of seeing before I started dating their mom. And uh, and so, yeah. But I, I told you, I mended fences. Everything's cool. We're good. So I went and I showed on Facebook. I go, hey, here's Lena. They go, wow, pretty good. I said, thanks. And I happened to notice, Dave, that she was doing a fundraiser for cancer. Okay. My best friend, Cheech, passed away from cancer. I have no relationship with her, the whole thing. But I, you know what? For fun, fuck it. She was 155 away from hitting her goal. I thought doing the full 155 would be insanely creepy. But from me and my kids, we donated 50 bucks okay. to her thing. But I was like, she's probably going to look at that and be like, what the fuck is this? But I was... If she reached out, I'd be like, I'd tell her the story because she'd like the story. Because she'd be like, that's not even close to what happened. But I'd be like, ah. <laughs> they bought it. Um, um, but yeah. But I was like, but then there was a part of me. I was like, oh, fuck. Did I do the wrong thing, Dave? Or no. do we ultimately win by donating? 100% you did the right thing. You donate 50 bucks, right? You goof around. You see something. But you realize she's in the middle of doing something nice, raising yeah. money for charity. Of that was it. Just send 50 bucks over and off you go. There you go. All right, let's go. Not bad. You said you had a question? No, that was it. Oh, that uh, was the question, question was, oh. yeah. Was it okay to send 50 Dude, bucks? Cancer research, of course. What, uh, am I saying no? Right. <laughs> what, are you crazy? But you got I, ripped off. Who says that? No, but if I send the full 155, I go, I can't do that. That's just strange. But kicking in 50 bucks? I don't uh, know if it's strange or not. I think it's uh, whatever. It's, uh, uh, I don't know what to say. But she's thinking two things. One, this fucking guy dumped me for the girl he married. Now he's going to write me and say it's on behalf of the kids that he had with the girl that he married that he dumped me for. <laughs> for cancer research. Yeah. That's it. I got you. All right. Well, afterwards. bad memory in her mind. Uh, yeah. Afterwards, I was like, fuck. 
All right, it's good for charity. And we yeah. didn't bugger or nothing. We just got the fuck out. There just donated go. the 50 bucks and keep everything moving, right? Yes. Good all right, job. Cool. Good all job. right, that's all we did. All right, we'll be back on a Wednesday, everybody. See you then. Back screen door, I laugh so hard I can't 